Welcome to the Bromley Buzz, Danny John Jules. I'm very excited to have you here as a, a person that has followed your career with interest in various things down the years. And now you're coming to Bromley. Woo! Hey, hey! Yeah. Uh, uh, my one-man show, you know, Bromley. Have you? Yeah, I'm sure I did Bromley. Oh, I imagine you but did, my, if you, you say know, so. I mean, rep theatre is, you know, is the backbone. So I, I've been, you know repping for years well please come back as yourself as well as um and this is what yeah. we're talking about the da vinci code in january the da vinci code that phenomenon otherwise known as yeah a, a ridiculous amount of books sold uh, a massive film and uh, yeah, it's like uh hundred million books you know yeah. and you know the, the, the most reassuring thing is that dan brown has given it his blessing and, and his sort of all part of it which is just phenomenal and this makes you the new ian mckellen because you've got his role from the film i'm the second person to play this role isn't i yeah that's a very um, distinguished pair of footsteps yeah i mean you think about it you know a lord of the theater well uh you know you you've done a load of things a lot of uh, different things from dance to comedy to acting to singing so yeah. you've got you've got your own fairly massive cv I've got my own acts to grind That's yeah but funny enough i was talking to someone about it yes you know of course you you, you it, stepping into any actor's character for any other actor is a dilemma you know i'd like to see sir ian's face if um, i told him that he was playing the cat in next red door you know that would be funny wouldn't it you know what? I think he might but carry it off. Be asking him the same questions. Yeah, let, let, oh, you're going to be playing the cat. You know, <laughs> that'd be the most sarcastic <laughs> version of the cat ever. Exactly. <laughs> Good gracious! Now, tell me a little bit about the Da Vinci Code story. What? What, what is it? Mm. Well, it's the, it's the it's the quintessential Hollywood film, isn't it? Finding of the Holy Grail. I mean, it's been done before. Indiana Jones has been doing it for donkey's years. So it's not really something that is, you know, a story that's not been um, covered. Um, it's the way it's covered, isn't it? And the questions it asks. It, it asks a lot of uncomfortable questions. And people do start to think about the reality of, you know, or, 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 or not, as the case may be, of, of the world that we live in. Well, we mentioned Ian, Ian McKellen, and uh, apparently while he was doing this, he read the book and uh, came to the end of it sort of, yeah, I, I get this, I believe it. And then he got to the end of the book and he, he turned around and said, oh, no, hang on a minute, it's a load of preposterous nonsense. But uh, who yeah. knows? But uh, the Catholic Church uh, have an interesting point of view on it. Um, but you're going to be doing a lot of well, rushing it, around. Yeah, that, that, that's what it is. It, it makes it's a, it, The reason why it's so popular is because... It makes people put themselves into a reality, you know, of, hey, you know, what does happen? You know, is, you know what is it? What, what are we all doing this all for? And, you know, all kinds of, you know, questions one asks oneself after that. One's own mortality has to be at least, um, you know, touched on. In one's own mind when you watch anything like that anyway well all uh, of that stuff comes to the front 
your uh, Death in Paradise Dwayne Myers uh, character is uh, yeah. my my wife's favourite character from that series, which we both watch. Ah. Uh, and and of course, you've been involved in um, you know detecting conspiracies and death happening exactly. in front of you all over the place in that. All over the place, and and you know people are obsessed with you know cracking crime at the moment. I mean, it's big. The documentaries, the the, the crime shows are bigger than the normal shows on on on, on television. I, I ended up I end up watching loads of them because some of the stories are better than the dramas out there. You know, it's amazing some of these stories, what people do and, and how police solve these crimes. It's, it's absolutely amazing of some of them. You know, these people are geniuses, some of them. Well, one of the great things about the Da Vinci Code you're appearing in is that firstly, it's making its debut ahead of a, a pretty much a year-long tour in Bromley. And uh -huh. uh, secondly... It's actually the only London location you're playing as well. Amazing. And, and um, yeah, well, you know, Bromley Theatre, you know, lots of people are always talking about it. It's got a good history of the theatre. And, you know, it, 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 it's one of those reliable rep theatres that, as I said, are the backbone of the industry. Yep. And hopefully... Because before you get to the West End, mate, you've got... A Treaded a, a few boards around the regions, and that's where you cut your teeth. When when shows before they go to the West End, they go to places like Bromley because they want to test the water. And if those theatres weren't there, I don't think there'd be too many producers just splashing out five, six, seven, ten million pounds, you know, without a tryout. And that's where people like the Bromley theatres come in because that's where they have to go for those kind of bits. Most of the people that work in those theatres are volunteers, you know, the front of house staff and bathroom. A lot of these people are volunteers, and a lot of the theatres couldn't even run without those people. So there's a lot of stuff about, you know, people always sort of look down their noses at tours and regional theatres, you know what I mean? But they don't realise how much it, it does for their um, career and their industry. Well, you're about a month away from coming to Bromley and the start oh, of this. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, so that, that means that the question I'm about to ask you won't want to answer, but what state of preparation and rehearsal are you all? What are you doing? We are, we, we literally are coming to the end of Act Two, right? And then by tomorrow, it will be structured all the way up to the end of the show, and then the work starts. So we know what the, the beginning and the end is now, and it's just a matter of fine-tuning and everybody, you know, learning their words and et cetera, et cetera. So, but as far as what the show is going to look like and what we're going to do in it, we're kind of pretty much about 90% sure of the format and the, how it's going to run. And it's always, that's, that's the first hurdle. We've got to the end. You know, obviously, it's it's not in any kind of shape, but you know what happens at the beginning, right to the end, and that will happen tomorrow, and that's the point where I change gear. Well, when you've been doing uh, the Cat in Red Dwarf, a bit like the actors in Star Trek, you will have been used to doing techno babble, and of course, you, your main characters with you are cryptologists, 
and they're deciphering right. all sorts of arcane stuff. So are you getting ready for yeah. more techno babble this time? Lots of learning how to say that word. <laughs> yeah. And apparently, according to the uh, website, uh, it is the greatest thriller of the past 2,000 years. No pressure then? No, I think it might be like kind of using the fact that the Holy Grail is involved on that one. But it must well, mean you must have got some really interesting sets because you've got to do this breathless race through the streets of Europe. Uh, that's a real challenge for your set yeah. design people. London, Paris, you know, it is. But isn't that what we do? Isn't it smoke and mirrors? Isn't it make-believe? Isn't it all of that stuff? I mean, how do you get to that point unless you do... You've got to jump off the edge, and you know. I mean, if we, if you just put a chair in the middle of the, the stage and, and did a play, no one'd want to come, would they? They, they? they didn't know how good the play was. They'd feel cheated because there's only one chair on stage. I came for an experience, an event, and someone's put a play with one chair on stage and two guys, you know, with a load of bunny. But you know. It, with this, it, as I said, they've got an idea of how they wanted to do it. It's set in 2021. It's modern. It's got sound effects. It's got music. It's got um, visual effects. You know, it's gone. It's come into the modern world. You know, without taking away the quintessential vibe of live theatre and reality theatre and drama and all of that stuff. That you know they've not lost that part of it it's not just trying to be sci-fi or trendy or you know it's actually developed that way and that happens by you know the person you you know to, to 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 do it the producer has to find the right director to do that it doesn't just happen by magic you've got to pick the person who can you know steer the ship all of that stuff happens before we ever get there you know, so if that guy's standing up there, then he's obviously got a reason to be standing up there, and you know he's going to tell you what to do. And well, he's about twenty years younger than me, so that's the way it goes. Well, I was looking at the the cast. You've got a very interesting cast uh, with yourself. Uh, you've got Nigel Harmon, uh, who's yeah. well established, known for things including EastEnders and Downton Abbey. But he's what I also Shrek. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also like the fact you've got uh, Hannah Rose Cotton, and uh, on it it says introducing. So yeah. the the production is bringing forward somebody, you know, star of the future kind of thing. Well, this is exactly right. It's it's brave. It's you know it, everything about it is brave. You know, it's just refusing to stand still. And why should it? The book was just as. Of a groundbreaker uh, as the place could be, you know. Well, the, the, the when everybody was talking about the Da Vinci Code, everybody, you know, it's like who shot JR, the biggest phenomenon in television history, you know. There could have been a million and one movies. You know what? The biggest moment in television. Who shot JR? To see a reel of film come off an aeroplane with security, you know, on this trolley. Here comes the episode where JR gets shot. 
on News at 10, following a tin can of film off of a plane and showing you it coming into England. That's how bonkers it is. You know, that's showbiz for you. It can fool ITV to follow a tin can off of a plane. Well, I like horse. I like the way that the uh, the people who are preparing this show have employed some social media and modern stuff into it as well. Because I've seen yeah. your Facebook trailer the, uh, that's also on YouTube, uh, yeah. shot inside a magnificent building. That looks really cool. If, yeah, that, the if a show's shot, like that, it's going to be great. Temple. It's it's shot in the temple, which we which is um, which appears in the play. The Temple Church. So we go to the location that is mentioned in the play. And we do that. And that's what's good about it. We're not even... All of that stuff was filmed when we wasn't even in rehearsal. So that just shows you how ahead they're thinking. That all of that stuff, those photographs on the poster. You remember, if you look at the poster, that poster was made before we started rehearsal. But that's where you have to be ahead of the game well also thinking ahead but drawing on the fact that you've been in a lot of things on stage and some of them like this for a five night or so run uh, what, what does a theatre group a, a performing set of people do um, when they're, they've landed up in Bromley for five days what do you do do you all disappear off elsewhere during the day do you go around and sample the delights of the place or what well you know sometimes that sometimes you might have to work on the show if you know if it's not working you might have to rehearse i mean it, it, it is part of your contract that you can be called in for rehearsals you know so um but generally yeah you go out like you do find a nice little cafe in the morning whatever and or lunch and you know and walk around i always walk around town when i'm in it everywhere and you but They'll remember me if they they say, "Oh, that was the guy who was walking around." So it's 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 great. Well, if you're near the theatre, you'll be walking over a plaque which talks about H.G. Wells having been born there and being in a in a shop for years, which they've actually got depicted with the bottom floor taken out and tables and chairs suspended from the ceiling. Uh, wow. A bit further up, there's a mural about him, and a little bit further up again, there's a new place in. Uh, an old coaching inn called the Royal Bell, and that's got a, a bunch of food concessions and all that kind of thing in it. You might enjoy that. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll get there. I'll see it. Don't you worry. Bit of local um, knowledge for you. Apparently, we've got we haven't got much time left, but there's um there, there's a production meeting going on here, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. So we should rattle through your questions. I can rattle through quick, right? In which case, yeah, got it. Uh, Let's do that kind of TV show. Show thing. Right, we'll speed date for the rest of this thing. Yes, yeah, speed date. Your yeah. favourite TV or movie role? My favourite TV or movie role? Um, I would say between Cat and Blade 2 because of the physicality. I'll just say something that I was looking up on Wikipedia before this. I'm rather proud to be interviewing someone who is the son of people who came on the HMTAE Empire Windrush from the Domini Windrush. from Dominica. So yeah. that's more of an observation, but nevertheless. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. The Dom Dominica, the nature island. Uh, and absolutely. of course, you, you know, you've gone on to considerable success as a son of 
a descendant of that uh, I was speaking ship. to the High Commissioner on the phone two days ago. Excellent. You know, the Prime Minister um, follows me on Twitter of Dominica. Cool. Right, the last and, thing. And the High Commissioner. And yeah, all, all, they all follow me. I'm, I'm pro they reckon I'm, I'm probably the most famous Dominican. Even if I went, I mean, I've seen my face on a bank. Uh, website once talking about famous Dominique. See, uh, you know, well, it's funny, isn't it? I, I've been I, I've been in show business for forty years in in England. The Prime Minister of Britain would never follow me, but the Prime Minister of Dominica does. Well, yeah. <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. So you know where your bread's buttered, didn't you? Right, I have a last question for you. Uh, based yes, on what it says on Wikipedia, uh, you're known for liking a lot of clothes. Ah. So, are there enough clothes changes and enough clothes in uh, the Da Vinci Code to satisfy you? No, but what I am wearing is fabulous. In fact, I'm looking at my one of my costumes right here, because we're in the costume department. See, I'm looking at one of my costumes right over there. Imagine that, you could have got a sneak preview. But, well, but hold on, you can tell now, it's all colour coordinated. There you go, even the watch is colour coordinated, you see? Oh yeah, I know you're, you're very nicely you know what I mean? assembled. And the shoes, there. everything's colour coordinated. It's green, it's green, it's green, it's green. Yeah, see what I mean? And that's basically what they talk about. I, I just get in there and it's done. You know, I don't have to think about it. Well, I can yeah. safely say that we're looking forward to seeing you at the Churchill Theatre in Bromley in the Da Vinci Code in a production that's going to run from the 10th to the 15th of January 2022. So enjoy the rest of your preparations. I, I look forward to seeing all you Bromwellians when I get there. I'll be going to that HG Wells gaff and I'll be walking around town having me little coffee and scones and all of that and um, you know getting the feel for the um, for the city I always believe it's like I always walk around the theatre before the show I always soak up the building soak up the town soak up the building you know get that every theatre feels different right last two I'm looking forward to being in Bromley and um, hopefully you'll have good things to say about it I'm sure you will. I'm going to try and do a review as well. That'll be good. Fantastic. Right. But anyway, it's been a pleasure. Yes, me too. Thank you. See you in Bromley. See you in Bromley. Lovely jumpy.